on the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between. This is Brewers Weekly, presented by Annex Wealth Management and sponsored by Boucher Automotive. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City, here's Matt Pauley. Just three more games to go, and we finally get the regular season over with for the Brewers. Welcome in to Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Paul. You have you for the next 48 minutes. We're taking you till 9 o'clock tonight. This is actually going to be the final edition of Brewers Weekly for a while. As mentioned earlier with Scott Warris, we are uh, transitioning to uh, Brew October Nightly starting Monday, and that's going to be on from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. And on Thursdays, that is going to replace this program. So uh, for Thursday nights that are open, the 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock hour will be WTMJ nights because I will have been on uh, with Brew October Nightly from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. That's the programming plan, and hopefully hopefully we are doing that for a really long time because the longer we're doing that for, the longer the Brewers are playing in the postseason. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers lose today. The Cardinals 4-3, end up losing 2-3. of Brett Anderson got the start, pitched well. Five innings, two runs, three hits, two strikeouts, one walk. Might be the final time he ever puts on a uh, Brewers uniform and appears in a game. Uh, he probably not going to make it onto the postseason roster. In fact, he addressed that after the game today and then sent out a really classy tweet, and uh, we'll pass that along coming up uh, later on. A bit of a surprise, Keston Hero was called up prior to the game. He goes one for four today, has a strikeout. A couple of his uh, putouts that he put in play hit really hard, but had some bad luck on it. Then the hit that he actually got was one that he didn't hit uh, all that hard. Doesn't, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much time he's going to spend here uh, with the big league team. Uh, listening to Craig Council talk about it after the game, uh, it sounded like it's a kind of a situation just to be able to spell some players and things like that. But when a Rowdy Telez is ready to come back, if they need pitching, you wouldn't think that they're going to hold a roster spot for here. But until that happens, it's a great opportunity for here to maybe show that he's just uh, gotten things turned back around. And also, uh, we learned today that uh, his mother, who has been uh, back battling cancer, that uh, she is in full remission. So that's the most important thing. I can't imagine what it's been like for him this year. You know, we talked about this a lot with um, with the Devin Williams thing. And uh, it's, it's not an apples-to-apples comparison, but it's always a reminder that baseball players are human beings. Like, I think we forget that sometimes. And it's something that I, I think we need to remember, uh, that they are human beings and yeah, they are there to provide entertainment for us. That is that is literally their job, but they are human beings. And for um, Keston here to be dealing with what he had been dealing with this year from a family standpoint, all the while trying to learn a new position, all the while going through uh, the struggles he was going through at the plate, it's just it's really tough. And I don't think it's right to just forget about what's going on in these guys' uh, personal lives and, and know that 
there is more to them than what they do on the field from 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock most nights for your viewing and listening pleasure. But we'll talk a little bit about Keston Hero coming up uh, later on in the program as well. We will touch on Devin Williams. We talked about it a lot on Brewers Extra Innings last night. If you ever miss Brewers Extra Innings, you can always listen to it on the Brewers Extra Innings podcast feed. Go to WTMJ.com and go to uh, podcast and scroll down to Brewers Extra Innings or just subscribe uh, via Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you ever miss the show uh, and uh, things like this, uh, or we have a weekly podcast that's just for the podcast. We have this show, uh, which is all podcasted on the Brewers Extra Innings uh, podcast page, so you can always check that out uh, for yourself. All right, uh, mention Brett Anderson. I want I want to get into him a little bit because there's a um, there's a good percentage chance that he threw his final pitches as a Brewer today, and he is somebody who has dealt with injury issues. He's someone who fans haven't been a huge fan of. But he has filled his role for the most part uh, in a very good way when you consider the role that he had. I'll explain that and uh, pass along some of his comments that he made after the game today, which I thought were notable. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Wealth Management is a proud sponsor of Brew October. It's time to know the difference. If you're ready to put things in order, so are they. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as local independent partner. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Paul. You want to join us? 855-616-1620. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. You can tweet into the program as well at Matt Pauly on air. So Brett Anderson uh, finishes out the year today, at least his regular season. Pitches well. Uh, five innings, two runs on three hits, does not give up a run in his final uh, couple innings. Really uh, was, was fairly dominant during that period. Finishes out the season with a 4.26 ERA, throws 95 innings. Like Those aren't great numbers, but I think you can put that up with just about any number five, number six starter across Major League Baseball. He provided a nice veteran presence for this team as well, good clubhouse guy, just did a lot of things well. And you... You somewhat lament the fact that he couldn't stay healthy. Some of the injuries were a result of he is somebody who has just had a hard time staying healthy in his career. Some of the injuries have been more fluky. You know, he took a line drive off uh, off the shoulder, things like that. That that you really can't control. So it's um, yeah, you. you it makes it look when you've got those fluky injuries. It makes it seem like you're that much more injury prone because you had the other nagging injuries that did pop up because you are injury prone. If that makes sense, I kind of put him in two different categories. But he talked after the game, and I mean, before the Devin Williams deal, there was there was no way he was going to be on the postseason roster. Now. You look at it, and, and maybe there's there's an extra spot for a pitcher there, and maybe he makes it on, but it seems like it seems unlikely. He wouldn't be my first choice to be a bullpen pitcher. Like there's some guys who you just want them to be starters, and if they're not going to be able to start, well then they don't hold a whole lot of value in the bullpen. That's not the way it is for all pitchers. Like if if they choose to not throw Eric Lauer, or they choose not to throw Adrian Hauser in the starting rotation. 
you clearly put those guys in the bullpen. They fit in the bullpen. And I think that's where Adrian Hauser is going to end up. And I think Eric Lauer is probably going to be a starter. If they go with a four-man rotation, which is what I'm expecting, uh, I would think that you have your three top guys and Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta, and then Lauer is probably your fourth guy, Hauser, to, uh, to the bullpen. And in all likelihood, Anderson doesn't even make it onto the team. So uh, Brett Anderson spoke to the media after the game today, as you would expect him uh, to do. And he made it pretty clear that he doesn't really have any expectations at this point about the postseason. A bunch of starters have obviously pitched better than I have here recently, and so uh, you know I'll stay ready for whatever it need be. Um, we'll see what happens. You know, hopefully nothing crazy happens. You know, like Devin said, you never really anticipate anything like that happening. But um, you know, we have we have a good surplus of starters, and um, you know I'll stay ready. Maybe if somebody throws hard left-handed, they can put me at 55 feet, and I can throw some light BP or something. But uh, you know, keep throwing, keep staying ready, and uh, we'll see what happens. I love his self-deprecation about how, you know, he's got a hard left-hander. I'll, I'll go throw some BP from 55 feet. we got a bunch of guys who pitch better than me this year. He is, he's funny. He is, he is funny. He's got a dry sense of humor. And even, you know, a lot of guys would not be happy about the prospects of not being included on a postseason roster. It's pretty clear as much as he would probably like to be part of it, it's also at the same time something that he is uh, not upset about. That's how the postseason works, and like I said, it's uh, it's a good problem to have. But we have, you know, five really good starters, and whatever I am. So, uh, but you know, those guys can, you know, Hazard's pitched in the bullpen before, Freddie's pitched in the bullpen before, um, and so yeah, I mean, it's a good problem to have as far as that goes because those guys can transition to whatever role they need to be. And uh, you know, like I said, if they need me, I'll be ready. If not, I'll be a cheerleader. I love uh, the, the, my favorite part of that line is this. You know, five really good starters and. Whatever I am, so uh, whatever I am, you know, five really good starters and whatever I am, so uh, it's great. That's classic. Love it. Uh, he he expounded on that a little bit more on Twitter after the game. Uh, thought this was really cool. He said, uh, "If the pitches I threw today were my last as a Brewer, I feel sad, but also grateful because this is this organization is top notch, and free agents should feel lucky to sign here." It's pretty cool. That, it says a lot about the organization. It says a lot about the guy. I'd say better than 50% chance that the pitches he threw today are going to be his last pitches thrown as a brewer. There's, there's, there's not a need. There's not really a role for him next year in all likelihood. There's not a spot for him on the postseason roster. Again, he kind of alluded to the fact that Adrian Hauser and Freddie Peralta and have, have been bullpen guys before, and that's not something he's really done. He didn't flat out say, I'm not going to do it. but there, and, and I don't think he would say that if they asked him to do that. But I think we all understand that his his value comes as a starting pitcher. His value does not come so much as a... Uh, as a now, you know what? With the Brewers, you never know. Like, do, do, they, do they run out an opener at some point? Do they let Brent Anderson go pitch the first inning of a playoff game? You, so you, you get him in there, and then you bring somebody else in for uh, for the second inning moving forward, or you know, do, is it a piggyback situation where Anderson maybe gets the first two innings, and then you bring somebody else in? Like, I don't think we can put anything past the Brewers, but uh, with the way this roster is put together, and with the pitchers that they have, specifically with Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta, you are set up to 
do conventional things in the postseason. You don't need to do anything wacky. You don't need to run Wade Miley out there for uh, for for just a for an at bat. You know what I mean? Like so that you don't have to do that stuff. So I never put it past the Brewers to do things like that if they think that it would give them uh, some type of advantage. But at the same time, it doesn't really feel like something that they absolutely need to do. All right, we talked a lot about Devin Williams yesterday, so I didn't want to spend a lot of time on that today. But that being said, yesterday, Brewers extra innings, it was on you know fairly late at night because it's a post-game show. Uh, so I'm sure there's a number of people listening today who are not listening yesterday. We'll touch on the Devin Williams situation just very quickly. We'll do that next. If you want to chime in on that, uh, you can do so. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. This is Brewers Weekly. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly does continue here on WTMJ. Matt Pauley with you. Again, uh, starting on Monday, 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock on nights that there are not Brewers games. So we'll do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of next week. Brew October nightly. We will have that through the run of the Brewers postseason. So hopefully that's going to go for a very, very long time. Brewers will play the Braves. I do not believe it is quite official. The Braves lead the Phillies 5-2 on the top of the seventh. Once that game wraps up, the Braves will have uh, locked up the division. And the National League Division Series will be set. Again, 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air. I don't want to just repeat everything I said yesterday when we talked about Devin Williams during Brewers Extra Innings. If you want to hear us have a pretty long conversation, you can do so. You can find the archive at WTMJ.com on the Brewers Extra Innings uh, podcast page. But it just kind of struck me. I've, I, I shouldn't do it. I should not do it. Sometimes I get on Facebook and I, I read the comments. Greg, that's the worst thing to do, right? Like, don't read the comments. Why would I ever read the comments, correct? Read the article, not the comments. Yeah. I get angry. Like, I, I, maybe angry is too strong. I get really frustrated with people. And Facebook is not the, uh, is not the place where san- you know, sanity and well-reasoned thoughts tend to come out. But it gets really frustrating for me. Seeing, like, how, how are these people walking the face of the earth? And how are, do they actually believe these things that they're saying? Or are they just saying it to get a rise out of people? And if it's the latter, then you know what? They're being successful because they got a, they're getting a rise out of me. But I was, I was thinking about this because, again, what Devin Williams did was it, it, it was dumb. It was not smart. Uh, it, was a, it was a horrible, horrible mistake, and it is a mistake that impacts the Brewers' chances to win a World Series. It doesn't eliminate the Brewers' chances to win a World Series, but it impacts it. It changes the bullpen. You lose a key player from this team who is going to play a very big role. He made a decision that was not a smart decision, and a lot of people are paying for it. His teammates are paying it. And that's one of the things about being a professional athlete. I said this earlier, while you are a human being... um, you you represent a city, you represent a fan base at the same time. So he let a, he let the Brewers fan base down. I, I think that's fine to say. Like David Stern says, and like I've said over and over and over and over throughout my time on the radio, I don't think people should be judged on their worst moment. And for me, that is Williams' worst moment, certainly that we are 
aware of. So I'm not going to judge him on that. But what I was, what I really got thinking about, when when bad things happen or when you have adversity, it really seems like that brings out the best in people and it brings out the worst in people. This isn't so much a sports conversation. This is just a human condition conversation. That's kind of what I got from looking at the comments about uh, on news articles about the, the Williams situation. There were a lot of people out there who did comment in a way that said, man, this, this stinks, this really stinks, uh, but he's been a really good brewer. He made one bad mistake. It's a bad mistake that, that has huge implications, but it was, it was a bad mistake, and you move forward, you move on, you forgive. Like that, that was a lot of people are saying that. And then there's also a lot of people who are calling him names and saying the Brewers should release him or trade him or fine him and doing all these other things. And it just kind of strikes me that in these moments, in these moments of adversity, whether the adversity is hitting you or you're just simply commenting, I feel like it does kind of bring out the best in people and the worst in people. I'm always going to stand to say that, look, you. You build up credit, and he is somebody who has never seemed like he was a problem, has has been a good teammate, has been good in the clubhouse. He made a really stupid decision. He he evidently had too much to drink. He he did some things that you're you know he he punched a wall in frustration about something like something that happened in his life. Who knows what it was? It doesn't matter what it was. David Stearns was on uh, Wisconsin's Morning News this morning said that they're not going to talk about. What brought on that that frustration or that anger? If you want to hear that conversation, it's available uh, on the podcast page at, at wtmj.com. I think I retweeted it earlier today on my uh, on my social media account uh, on Twitter. But yeah, it, look, that's that, that to me. That's the bottom line. It stinks. You really hope. You really, really hope that the Brewers don't take a one run lead into the eighth inning in the postseason, and whoever's in there gives it up. Like just for for Devin Williams' sake, I hope that doesn't happen. Because I don't want him to have to go through that. I I can't imagine what he would feel like. If you're sitting there in the NLCS or you're sitting there in the World Series and your team has a 4-3 lead going to the eighth inning and whoever's pitching the eighth inning that day gives up a bloop and a blast and all of a sudden you're down by a run, man, if you're Devin Williams, that's that's going to hurt. And, again, that's the cost of of what of what the the decision that you made and and you don't run away from that and I think the Brewers and he did a very good job of addressing this in a very direct kind of way which honestly I don't think many players would do that and I don't think a lot of organizations would do it and I think they deserve credit for it uh, but it's just a, it's a bad situation it's a bad situation all the way around all right on that not so happy note. We're going to go to a more happy note, as it is week three of, I guess technically week two, but in uh, from a technical standpoint, week two, from a practical standpoint, week three, we started it uh, in definition last week, game time. It is game time. I don't know what game we're playing. Actually, I do know what game we're playing. I just found out a little bit ago, uh, but I, uh, I don't know all the details of it. Greg will explain it. It is game time, and it's up next. It's Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly does continue here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Oh, it's time. It's time. It is our favorite part of the program. It is time for this week's edition of Game Time. Greg Hill, what do you have? For it's Game Time! Oh, hold on. Who is that? Hey. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
All right, off to a great start. All right, man. Love it. For tonight's game, I took one of your favorite shows as an inspiration. If you pull the curtain back a little bit, if you don't know, guys, Matt Polly, big mass singer fan over here. Big mass singer fan. I am not a reality show guy at all. At all. I don't like reality shows generally, but I love the mass singer. So I am going to uh, appeal to Matt's preferences and his favorite show. So what I'm going to do, Matt, I'm going to rattle off some facts and stats about certain brewers, and you're going to have to guess which brewer is it, and we do play this. Uh, okay. Do you know, are you settled with the rules? I'm sure you are. So. It's your you're... favorite show. Yes. You're, so you're going to say something obscure about a player, and I've got to guess who it is. Uh, we will see how obscure we really get. Great game to gather the family around the radio and play, so let's play, shall we? Matt, this brewer has adjusted both his physical appearance as well as approach as his approach at the plate in recent years. Believe it or not, started he started as a pitcher out of the bullpen, current, but now as a starter, he currently leads the majors in the following categories. Let's rattle him off, shall we? Here we go. Hold on. I got to get my sounder ready. Very prepared. Here we go. He leads the majors in ERA. He leads the majors in strikeouts per nine innings. He leads the majors in FIP. And he leads the majors in Fangrass calculation of wins above replacement. That begs the question, Matt. I believe this would be the guy who should win the Cy Young Award this year. That would be Corbin Burke. Oh, baby. Correct. Oh, Mundo. I get really nervous, by the way, that, like, like I, I'm confident, but I feel like at some point you're going to ask me a question that's going to be so freaking easy, and I'm going to have the biggest brain fart, and I'm not going to know it, and I'm just going to lose all the credibility well, in the world for everybody I else. will say that you got past the easiest one. Okay. <laughs> so, there, so there you go. You have to a good start. Number two, another pitcher. Who has a way with words? Just like the way uh, he names his fastball, or as he calls it, Matt, his Zoom ball. And that does not require any online meetings. He also has another pitch that he refers to getting, um, what do you call it, boom, boom, snap, is the uh, right way to put it. Matt. It's funny, we were just talking about this guy a little bit yeah, ago. I, I brought up the story to you. Uh, so Will Salmon of The Athletic wrote... Uh, a fantastic piece on this guy. Uh, that would be Eric Lauer, who has really come on. Oh, well done. Yes, our guy, Eric Lauer. Moving on. Man, this Brewer, what a roller coaster of a year it has been, both on and off the field. My goodness, what a good day for him today. Not only did he get a hit and an RBI in a big fourth inning, but some great news, and you mentioned it earlier, his mom fully in remission. So a nothing AAA about that announcement. Matt, the feel-good story. That would be Keston here. Oh, You're right. baby. Like the most yeah, most important thing, mom in full remission. Great, great, great to hear. I mean, like, that. let's talk about how awesome is that? Like, to yeah. just come up with a mail, tough year and having that good news and, you know, recording a hit and a score. It's so good, so happy for our guy, Keston Hero. All right, here we go. This one, Maddie. Maddie. His stuff, it's sick, some would call it. He is a pitch-to-contact pitcher. Tossing his best opposing batting average of his career, that'd be at 
Speaking of pitching to contact, he has a 59% ground ball rate amongst opposing teams. Against opposing teams, I should say. And these kind of stats make opposing batters lose their lunch, but at least it's not on the pitcher's mound. Matt. That's solid writing there. Solid writing there, Greg. Uh, That would be one, Adrian Hauser. My guy. Listen, if you're an athlete and you get sick on the field of play, that's... You're just I, my favorite player. That'd be Willie Adrian Beeman Hauser. did. Remember that? Willie Beeman? Yes, of Sunday? course. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. All right. And last one. Steaming we'll, Willie Beeman. We'll, we'll wrap up here. Uh, <laughs> it's not a pitcher, I promise. That'll be your hint. Because we've had nothing but pitchers except for Keston. This guy, I'm telling you, in addition to the Brewers, he has been this once gold glove recipient hitting 274, 49 RBIs on the air. The only other comparable stat to that is when he earned some MVP votes in 2019. Now he only earned two MVP votes, but that's more than you, Matt Pauly, any listener, and I have put together. But points nonetheless, his fact, his OPS 2.000 in the World Series. Hopefully he has improves on that stat sheet this season. We'll see. In his career, he has nine leadoff home runs. Seven of those home runs are with the Brewers. Matt, you can get this right, but don't get it long. Long. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, did I I steal your thunder by by stealing your... (laughs) That's great. Could have worked out better for me. Oh, that's a... That's a bad pun right there. That's a really bad pun. I'll be honest with you. Until you mentioned the uh, the leadoff home runs, I was having a hard time figuring out exactly who it was. Ah, yes. The uh, World Series OPS is one of my favorite because he went like two for two in his two, in his two games that he played for the World Series. He also had that, I mean, I, people don't like bringing it up, but he had that pickoff play in the World Series, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. He was, was against Boston, and that ended the game, right? Didn't that end the game? Uh, I'd have to double check I on think that. I did. I trust I was, you. Um, I think I was on my honeymoon when that happened, if I remember that correctly. <laughs> Long time ago. Long time ago. Well done. Oh, there's another edition of Game Time. Thank you for playing. Nice. We'll have to bring this back. We'll have to bring back the Mast Brewer at some point in time. A new staple segment in Brewers Weekly. Yes, yes. I agree. You could even, I mean, if we want to really expand it, you get audio clips sent to you on a daily basis from post-game uh, audio. You could you could pull some stuff over uh, over years' time and, and play audio clips, and we could see if we could figure. You could even maybe try to obscure the voices. I, I don't know. We're just we're just spitballing here, Greg. I love it. Love it. Yeah. All right. That's this week's edition of the Mast Brewer and this week's edition of Game Time. This is Brewers Weekly. That's fun. I enjoy this. I hope everybody else enjoys it as well. Uh, what do we expect to see out of this Dodgers series? These games mean a lot for the Dodgers, don't mean a whole lot for the Brewers. Will the Brewers kind of up their intensity because of who they're going to be playing against? We'll discuss what this series might look like. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Weekly. Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. <laughs> Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. Annex Wealth Management is a proud sponsor of Brew October. It's time to know the difference. If you're ready to put things in order, so are they. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. As a local independent partner, AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. All right, so the, the last two games for the Brewers against the Cardinals have kind of felt 
I'm going to use a word that's not a word. Expi- ex- exhibition-y. There we go. I don't know if that's a word or not. I don't think it Definitely is. Definitely not. Felt felt like an exhibition. And uh, the last two days, just it, they didn't matter for really either team. Now you're going into a series against the Dodgers where the games are really going to matter for the Dodgers. They're not going to matter so much for the Brewers. So it's back to a situation where the games are not equally yoked. But at the same time, the Brewers might be trying to ramp up just a little bit here in the final weekend of the regular season as much as they can. Um, and they talked about that in post game today. In fact, uh, manager Craig Council um, had a lot to say about it, uh, specifically about you know what this series really means for the Dodgers and how he expects uh, the Dodgers to play just based upon uh, the position that they are in at this point in time. I think you'll see a pretty standard lineup against our left-handers tomorrow. Uh, I guess you know against left-handed pitching. So. Um, I mean, it's it's a fun game to play, and we're going to Dodger Stadium on a Friday night. I, I believe Clayton Kershaw is pitching. Um, you know, guys, it's 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 they got something to play for. So yeah, we're uh, you know I think we're excited to go play those games. It's a good way to end the season. Council goes on to say that uh, he is hopeful that uh, this series will be kind of a way for the Brewers to really get ready for the postseason. I'm glad we're playing a team like the Dodgers. Um, because otherwise it is, um, you know, we're, we're, it's tough for us to, there's nothing to change for our season necessarily. Um, and, and that makes it a little bit, I think there's a natural letdown to that. Um, I think we, you know, you compete and you want to get hits and you want to get guys out, but, um, at the same time, it's, you're looking forward a little bit and, and and a series like we got coming up to coming up for us, um, I think lets us focus on the moment and the now. Yeah, I don't really know what these three games are going to look like. Doug texting in, makes a good point, says one good thing. The Brewers will get some practice against uh, left-handers. We'll need that before going against uh, Max Freed. He's trouble. Freed is the guy that scares me the most, by the way. Uh, when you when you look at the Atlanta pitching staff and who the Brewers are going to uh, face off against, this is uh, no disrespect to a Charlie Morton and an Ian Anderson. Uh, I would suspect those three guys are going to be the guys that the Brewers are going to uh, face off against. But the Freed match is the one that would worry me the most on the Brewers' behalf. And facing off against some lefties certainly is something that uh, could could pay some dividends. I don't know. I mean, the Brewers have been better against lefties recently. We talked about it a lot. We talked about their record against left-handers. It's been a little bit better recently. Uh, but they're going to face off against uh, Clayton Kershaw in the opener of the series coming up tomorrow. Uh, they've got Julio Arias, uh, who uh, leads the big leagues in wins. Arias is going to be going for his 20th win, by the way, too. That's another thing that's on the line. Don't tell me. Like, wins and losses don't matter in Major League Baseball as much as they used to for from a pitcher's record standpoint. Point. But if you're a pitcher and you're sitting on 19 wins and you're going into your final regular season start, don't tell me you don't want to get number 20. Don't tell me that because you do. So he's going to try to be a 20-game winner in the big leagues this year, and, and I, I do think that still absolutely does mean something. Uh, Dodgers, by the way, uh, they will play the Padres tonight. They continue to sit two games back at the Giants. Giants and Diamondbacks are uh, underway. That game is currently in the uh, top of the first inning. But yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know what this series against the Dodgers is going to look like where the Dodgers are still going to have a lot to play for. Uh, especially early on here in the series, depending on what the Giants do, where these games, 
They just, from a standings standpoint, from a you know, for from an individual standpoint, it matters because you want to you want to get your work in, you want to have success. You know, they're they've got everything very kind of built in in terms of pitching and who's going to pitch when. It's not so much based on matchups like that stuff matters, but playoff positioning, standings, all that sort of stuff. No significance, zero significance to these final three games of the regular season. All right, one more break. When we come back, we'll get you updated on everything going on in playoff races across Major League Baseball. We'll talk about Keston here and what he might be doing for this team. Could he have a role beyond just being on the roster for a few days here at the end of the season? We'll discuss that coming up in just a moment here on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio. This is News Radio WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Just a couple minutes left in the program. Brewers open up a series against the Dodgers coming up tomorrow night. 9-10 first pitch. We've got some late-night baseball tomorrow. Our coverage will begin at 8 o'clock tomorrow with Brewers warm-up. Network coverage at 8.35. And uh, I'll be ready to be with you at 3 o'clock in the morning or whatever time we end up uh, wrapping things up after the uh, first game of the Brewers-Dodgers series. Jeff sends in a text message. Interesting question. Says, uh, what about the Brewers being able to break their all-time record for number of wins in a season? Does that not motivate them to want to break that record, or does that not factor into the equation for the final series I don't think it factors in, to be perfectly honest with you. I would bet, and maybe I'm wrong on this, I would bet that a a large percentage of the team is not even aware of the fact that there's an opportunity to, uh, to break the all-time record for wins. I think if they do it, it's a nice thing. It's something that they can be proud of once it happens, and they will be made aware of it once it happens. But... I, uh, I I don't think that is a motivating factor at this point in time. What they're trying to do this weekend is they're trying to be sharp. Uh, they're trying to put the best baseball on the field as possible. They're trying to get guys that are working, and they're trying to get these three games over with so they can uh, so they can officially focus in on the postseason. That's the plan. That's that's the idea of what's going on. Uh, just an update around Major League Baseball. Some of the games going on impacting the playoff race. Orioles beat the Red Sox six two. Red Sox in a bit of a free fall. They, they've lost two of three against the Orioles. Not good. Not good for the Red Sox. They could uh, be in a little bit of trouble here. Yankees are leading the Blue Jays by a 5-2 score. Braves are leading the Phillies 5-3. Braves on the uh, verge of uh, clinching the NL East. Padres, Dodgers playing later on tonight. Diamondbacks lead the Giants 2-0. Mariners are not playing today. They're on a little bit of a run as well, trying to get one of those wild card spots. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Brewers Weekly. I will talk to you tomorrow at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock for Brewers warm-up tomorrow before we get set for the Brewers and the Dodgers for the final regular season series of the year. Talk to you tomorrow here on WTMJ.